Turn to the Lord as always. Thank Him tonight. Ask Him to show you His mercies. And pray that you will also love Him more. Father, tonight we thank you. And we bless you. We give you all glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. Wonderful. First service of the year. Is that not so? So you are blessed to be here. Yeah. First weekday service of 2022. You are blessed to be here. It's good to see everybody. Some people I've not seen for a long time. They have all surfaced. Some people I don't see weekdays. They have come. Wow. May it continue like that. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Please, those of you at the uh, back on, are you bus conductors or something? Bus conductors, they sit at the back. So please, Joe and uh, Kathy, move forward. As for Major, I don't know whether your seat is a fixed seat. It's like whatever happens, that's where you sit. It's a major seat. Madam, Madam, why are you sitting at the back? Uh-huh. Angelique, what is your problem at the back? You don't have any problem at the back. What, is, what are you doing? Are you on duty? You have what? We are coughing. We are all coughing. We are all not well. Come forward. <laughs> People are showing you that they are also coughing. Yes. Yeah. You see, the back gives you a mind that you are not part of the service. It's something you should know. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like the back. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, we still have been, we are going to still talk about seed time and harvest time. And tonight I'm going to talk about a type of seed that you and I should continually sow. And it's called the seed of serving God. It's a seed. To serve God is a seed people sow. And you must decide that this year your life will be characterized by this particular seed of consistently serving God. And we're going to learn what it means to serve God. Because sometimes you hear the word, serve God. It is in songs, it is in poems. Those of you like poems. It's in what? Storybooks. But the thing is, that it's not in your life because sometimes, some of you don't understand what serving God means. Serving God is not just coming to church. Because many people come to church, but it's not everybody who comes to church who serves God. 
You can have a home of 20 children. It's not everybody who, some people don't do nothing. Yeah, it's, it's a type of English. <laughs> they don't do nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you are home in our homes, we know those who like work and those who don't like work. The fact that you are at home every day, you don't go out as me yourself. Yeah. Because sitting behind TV from morning to evening is not a type of service. <laughs> yeah, you, you are around, but you are not of use. So some of us are in church. There are people who sleep every time you are preaching. They are always they will always come and come and sleep. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to learn types of service that we should. Well, I'm talking. I'm talking basically this evening about. Um, the seed of serving God. Luke chapter 17. I'm going to read from my New Century Version. Luke chapter 17. And I'm reading from verse number 7. Luke 17, 7. So, the King James brothers, they can put King James there. I read... It says, suppose, these are the words of Jesus. When you have a good Bible, you see that it's highlighted in red. So, it is Jesus who is teaching. Okay. Suppose one of you has a servant who has been plowing the ground or caring for the sheep. When the servant comes in from working in the field, would you say, come in and sit down to eat? It's a question. Did you understand the question? Jesus is asking all of us. Suppose you have a servant at home. eh? And you have gone to work and you have come home. And the servant is there. He too, he has gone to do some work in the field. And he has come together. Will you tell the servant, go and eat, go and bath. When you haven't eaten, you haven't bathed. Is that what you would say? Ah, As if there's some trick in the question that you are refusing to answer. Eh? Eh? Hmm. Wow. Come in and sit down and eat. You are inviting the servant to come and enjoy. Is that what you would do? He says, No. You would say to him, prepare something for me to eat. Then get yourself ready and serve me. After I finish eating and drinking, you can eat. <laughs> I mean, this is just very practical. Though. Do you understand? Yeah, I mean, that's how it is. That's how it is. Yeah. The King James says what? And will not rather say unto make ready wherewith I may sup and get thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk in. And afterward thou shalt eat and, and drink. The servant, verse 9 I think, does not go, get any special thanks for doing what his master commanded. Hey! It is the same with you. So, Jesus is giving us a picture of a master. 
You see, do you know what it means to be a master? A master means that a lot is entrusted to him. And by that position, he has also opened doors of favor for people who can't have much to be partakers of what he has by working. Do you understand the scenario? And for somebody who is like a master, he makes sure that, of course, the blessing of a servant is the ability to do something. Because see, many of us, eh, one of the reasons why some people are not happy in life is because they have nothing to do. Yeah. It is, it is a certain level. When you are young, you understand it. You think that having nothing to do means that you have free time. No. When you grow eh, you understand that life, the essence of life is to have something to do. That's why laziness is an evil spirit. Because laziness means that in the midst of a lot to do, you have chosen not to do anything. Yeah, laziness is a choice. It's not like a, a lifestyle. It's a decision that people make. That I, I, I won't do this. Yeah. Because there are some people, if you enter their room right now, you, you would think that they are blind. They don't see. That's why the room is the way it is. But they see. And what it takes to even keep their surroundings, the presence of mind is, there, is not there. And Jesus likened our relationship with him to that of a master and a servant and said, if a master who has farms, fields, because he was specific that the servant goes into the field. And the, do you know what it takes for somebody to have fields? It, it's a lot of work, negotiations, movement, to have fields of people working. And when these people have come to his house, it means it's not every servant who even comes closer to the master. There are some people who are in the field after they go to their own place. But to, to be chosen closer to the master is a special thing. And that's how God or Christ is likening as Christians, followers of the Lord. That God has created the world and placed people in the world. But it's not everybody who comes into his house. Those of us who come into his house, we are special. And when you come into his house, this is what God expects of you. He doesn't call you to come for him to save you. It's like he has come. You, once he is there, he, his, his, his happiness is your priority. And, and what you do is what gives you a blessing. And so it's, you don't rejoice in the fact that, oh, I, I, I've done this. Some of us like to be praised. You've done little, but you want praises. Yeah. Okay, let's read on. The servant does not get any special thanks for what um, his master commanded him to do. It is the same with you. When you have done everything you are told to do, you should say, we are unprofitable servants or we are unworthy servants and we have only done the work we should do. Now, this is interesting because that's the mind of somebody who is serving. That he is not giving to praises. If 
you are a servant, number one, you should know what you are supposed to do. And if you do that, it is for your own good. I mean, those of you who have house helps and people who help you, gardeners and all kinds of help. Eh? When the house help cleans the bowls, eh? she expects you to say thank you. Eh? Is, that, is that how it is? Eh? But you see, some people are the, have a mind that eh, we are not appreciated. When we do even when we do something, they don't even say thank you. They don't, we are not appreciated. That's pride. Servants are marked with humility. If you are told that clean this floor, and you clean this floor, you are not happy that when you clean the floor, they didn't say thank you. Because, you see, the, the, the work is not over. When the work is over, the master will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. But as long as we have life, the work is not done. So that you don't expect uh, thanksgiving every morning. There, there is no scripture in the Bible that says that he gives thanks every morning. The Bible says he, his mercies are new every morning. Because what you need is mercy, not thanksgiving from God. Because you have not achieved anything to be praised. That is, why, that is why rich countries are still developing. Joe Biden, when he became president, raised a, 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 a bill for, I've forgotten the amount of trillions of dollars for infrastructure, for schools, for uh, healthcare. For, uh, America has infrastructure more than us. Roads. Eh? Uh, 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 better roads. I mean, better roads. Hey, roads. That if you are not careful, you make one mistake. You use one turn, one exit. It will take you two hours to come back because you are going to another. Yeah, because interconnected is like hey, yeah, yeah. But it's it's not like they they sit there and say that it's all right. It's all no. There's still work to be done. They have to improve. They are thinking. They are planning. They have not arrived. It's not time for party. When Joe Biden uh, became president, did you hear him doing parties? They don't do parties. He moves from state to 51 states. Or how many states in America? 52. Puerto Rico and what? Geography students. Have you retired? It's 52. Yes, Puerto Rico and Hawaii. Eh? Oh, oh, Manuel, is it not 52? Students have forgotten their... Hey! <laughs> so soon. <laughs> yeah. But in Africa, when our leaders win power, they go on party tour. Celebrations, parties. Yeah, 50. It's old news, please. At least I know it's plus one. Puerto Rico. Yeah. It's 51. At least. There's no argument. Yeah, yeah. Something, yeah. But at least I know that's 51. 50 plus 1. Because see, the mind is that we have been called to serve. So the first thing they lay out is that we are going to work. This is what we are going to do. 
And it is that thing that brings us into a blessing. See, when you join a church, and the only thing you are thinking of is to marry, give birth, get a job, you, are, you have a master mentality. You want to, re- you have come to receive. Yeah. Yeah. You have a master mindset. Because masters receive rewards from their... Who have you employed in this church? Have you employed God to give you a wife? Eh? Eh? You see, we are very proud. We have... Some, some of us are so proud. We don't even know that we are proud. Which is a sickness. Idiopathic pride. There's no basis for the pride. Yeah. You, as you have come to church, you want to get things. Because he, look, anybody that I've employed in my life, when I see the love for money, because I know that nobody works because they like you. That's why they are working for you. They want money to survive. But you see, what attracts me in people is the heart and the desire to work because that's what brings you favor. And when I see people who are like that, I am drawn to them to help them to, to be different and to be blessed. I'm afraid of somebody who only thinks about money. The person does not even follow instructions because they, they think, do this. No, this thing, I won't get anything from. The only mind is what will I do to get something? You see? Yeah. And many of us who are Christians, unfortunately, some of us have that mindset. That's why some of you, as you are sitting here, you have been Christians since you say you call yourself a Christian. But there is nothing called service to God. And I'm saying that service to God is not just coming to church on a weekday or on a Sunday, repeatedly and regularly. But the ability to do something, find yourself, be a partaker of something, join a ministry, join people who are doing something. Yeah. That's, you see, that's what God loves. Service. And the master is pleased in giving instructions to people. Not because the instructions make it punitive. You see, when, you are, when somebody loves you, you see, I remember a friend whose father was closer to a president and he does not have any known official position. But what he does and where he goes, many people who have titles and ministerial positions don't, cannot. Yeah, he's like a servant. You call him a servant of servants to the president, but because of the heart, anything that has to be done, he's the one who is there. Places he goes and things he knows, where the man is at every moment of the day, every hour, he's the one who knows it. People who are ministers, and parliamentarians with titles and sitting in cars and talking public, they don't know. But he, because of his closeness and his response to duties, like wherever the man travels in the world, he, he is the first person who goes with him. He plans, it's like everything, I'm telling you. Yeah. Because you see, service places you at a special place. When a master knows that I can call on you and you won't frown your face. Because some of you, eh, the reason why 
Some people will not even use you at your workplaces. The moment you hear your name, your, your face changes. <laughs> there are some people who are like that because like, when they are called, they know that it is work. They are coming to send them or they are coming to you. Immediately you are called. Your face changes. And, and face changing, eh, when you are close to people, they see it. When people know you, And service must be done pleasurably, not grudgingly. Yeah, I mean, we, we all have children. Sometimes our children, they are playing, you know. What they are using to play, you have bought it for them. When you call them to do something. <laughs> yeah. What kind of behavior is that? What kind of behavior is that? Yeah. So sometimes there are some things, I'd rather do it because what you are doing eh, is even stressing me. I'm not a lazy man. I can do it myself. We have had house help in our house in times past. Me, my house, house help doesn't cook for me. My wife cooks. House help doesn't serve me. I serve myself if she's not around. You don't wash for me. You don't iron. I do everything myself. The only reason why you are there is we go out. You are there to look after their children, at least, so that they don't kill themselves. <laughs> just be there and even that time you see that sometimes when, when you come and you see the place messed and you talk <laughs> faces and things sister you can't come here and come and bluff us many of us don't have a good heart even though you are in the church you can't be used you can't be asked to do anything because of the face and there are things a human being may not see, but that's for God. I'm telling you, that heart, the hidden things of dishonesty, which are in the heart that we don't see with the eyes, God sees it. And those who are truthful indeed to God are seen by him. Yeah. They are seen. And one of the things that makes us attractive to God is a heart to serve. This story is about, it's, like, it, it, it's, a, it's a classic story that Jesus gave about somebody who is faithful and understands. He is never bored or bears grudge. It's like, ah, but boss, pa, we, are, we have also been working since morning. No? We are even more tired. I mean, he is sitting in the air condition. We are in the field. We are working, sweating. He is in the room, air conditioned, drinking juice and drinking tea and on the internet. And when we have come, he says that we, we should go and do food for him. He, couldn't he have done the food? This man is lazy. Couldn't he have done the food himself? Eh? He, is, he doesn't have mercy at all. He's not a considerate person. Eh? He's a very wicked person. You see, immediately you think that you, you think that you, 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 you are above that type of service that you are being called to do. And that the person who sits there is unreasonable, wicked. That is why many people who don't do anything, there's a mind in, their, in, in this coconut that speaks strongly to them that is like, you don't deserve what I have to do. Yeah. That's why when you are in church, eh, be careful. Me, when I became a Christian and I became serious with God, and I joined the church. You see, I, I just 
began to look back and I said to myself, that, hey, I thank God for the church that I found myself in. Because I began to see value in myself. Do you understand? That even though I never had a mind or a desire to be a pastor, now I've, I've come to love God. And the only thing that comes to me in the new environment I find myself and the things that I'm taught is that God loves me so much that he wants me to prove it by serving him. And by serving him means that there are clear, clear instructions that God gives to servants. Yeah. That's why I became an usher. Nobody called me to be an usher. Yeah. I mean, what is, what pride? David, a king, anointed, feared, respected. He said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. I'd rather be an usher than to dwell in the tents, tents of wickedness. He sits in the tents and they devise plans for uh, war. The king has tents. Their offices were in tents. Their meeting places and high places were in tents. That's where they meet and plan. And he said, I prefer to stand at the door in the house of the Lord. Just being a doorkeeper. Looking after things and looking after people. I prefer that thing. It is more honorable than to dwell in these things. Because he, he understood that it is not about your position and who you have been anointed to be. But it's about what you do for him in his house. Because in the, in the master's house, it is not all the servants who come. Some people have, you see some of you work under bosses. You, you will never even know his house, number one. Yeah. I mean, when I was working, there was, I think, one or two people, who, whoever comes to my house. It's not every worker who can come to my house. You don't need to. Because I don't need you to do there, anything there. But if you are drawn into it, it means that there is value that has been found in you. There is something. And when you come, you must also respond in a certain way. Those of us who are Christians today, let me tell you something. Don't take it for granted. Our fathers and our mothers who, go, who took us to church and led us to uh, 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 Christianity or whatever it is we believe we are, they didn't instill in us this mind of serving God. It's like, go to church. Go to church. Go to church. And, and, and sometimes, you see, I realize that this go to church, go to church, we go. They give us money to give for offering and we go and we make sure that we, are, we go at a time when we will take the money and walk in front and give the offering for the fathers to see that we have come to church. After that, nothing has gone inside. Yeah. You are not changed by the word. You are not inspired by God. You are not humble. You don't have time for the things of God. And if I had died in those years, they would have called me a Christian and given me a Christian burial, but I would have gone to hell and there would be no service to my name. Yeah. That's why I love Bishop. Because I've realized that me, from where I've come from, I am so loved that God wants me to be something in the church. To be a shepherd. Some of you have become shepherds. You think that shepherds means passing exams. It's not about exams. If it is so, please go and do wasi. Go and do uh, 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 what? BC. 
Go and do diploma and get a certificate. That one is more honorable. You can take it to GRTS. You can take it to Barrow and say that I'm unemployed. I have diploma in computer engineering. I have diploma in catering. I can cook for your wife. She doesn't know how to cook. I'm a better cook. Go and show certificates and you get a job. But if you go and show shepherd certificates, they will slap you. Yeah. So, your, your, it is not your passing of exams that should make you comfortable. It is the works. It is the works. This year, make up your mind that you see, you will be somebody who sows a seed of service to God. Now, what does it mean to sow a, a seed of service? Number one, it means be consistent. Because this whole story about Jesus is about a faithful servant. And faithfulness in, in 1 Corinthians 4, the Bible says, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. There is nobody in this world irrespective of how good you are. You see, those of you mothers, fathers, or people who have uh, uh, subordinates under you at workplaces or whatever, sometimes you can come across people who are gifted in what they do. If they say they are doing something, they do it well to your satisfaction. But you see, if you see a character who today will do what is supposed to be done, but for the next week, you can't find the person. Two weeks, you can't find the person. You call the person, they won't respond. You don't know where the person is. You are expecting the person to do something. And the person cannot be reached, cannot be found. Please, that person is an unfaithful person. And an unfaithful uh, 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 person is like a, a foot. Uh, have you dislocated your knee before? Uh, you have dislocated your knee before. Uh, I've dislocated my ankle before. Football. It wasn't easy. The following morning, my leg was like the football. I couldn't believe it. It was swollen. My left ankle. Yeah. I look at the leg. I say, hey. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. And for a long time, I couldn't step on it. And I remember when they, we, we, they took it to us, but they, 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 they pulled it, Charlie. That pain, eh? You see, after today, when I, there was a sound. <laughs> there was a sound I heard. Oh, man. I'm sure if, if I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. Sometimes when I, when I remember, I, I, my, I grit my teeth like that. <laughs> Very painful. And they had to massage it. And the guy who massages it, his hands are strong. <laughs> hey, it's like you can't even breathe. Oh. It's, like, I don't, it's like they are pulling your heart apart. It's like some pain that has gone to the highest. I mean, when they finish, then you'll be sweating. You see, that's how the Bible describes an unfaithful person. Some of you have that trait. As you are here, there are many people who are in the church who say they are members. So they won't come around. They have not come around Christmas till New Year. Some of them have not come to church. They are choristers. A chorister who cannot, it's like they can't call you. There's a program, you are not there. There are people who are supposed to play instruments. Me. See, remember me, the day I die, there is no pastor I served who ever 
complained about me. I'm always there. I'm always, I'm, why should I call myself a servant? Then my boss is looking for me. I've never, I've never sowed that seed in my life. Never. No pastor I have served. I, I go to church before my, my, my senior pastor. I moved. When we, the church moved to the new cathedral, because of the distance, I maneuvered and got a place closer to the church. And within five minutes, I drive and I'm there. All because the mind is that I'm a servant. I'm not a master. You see, God, eh, if you expect favor from God, do what is right. A righteous person is not someone who doesn't have... Who, you see, many of us explain or interpret righteousness as, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't fornicate, I don't, do, I don't steal you'll be surprised that there are people that you look at as fornicators and stealers. Look at David. What David did, uh, many, many people who are the Jews who believe in, in the words of uh, Moses, in their laws, they don't commit adultery and things. And even what David did is like some people who are even unbelievers will never do such a thing. There are some unbelievers, they will never touch somebody's wife. Let alone kill the man. Organize. That's like a mafia boss. <laughs> Organize for the man to be killed. Yeah, many unbelievers will not have the heart to do that evil. So before you, you think that righteousness is somebody. But the guy, the way God loved him, because Charlie, God found in him a heart that was uncommon. Sometimes when there are even presidents and people in power, they have some kind of people around them who will do anything they want. You will not like them. But hey! You don't know. You don't know. I used to have some boys with me. People in the church would say, these guys, they like women. One of them, he always brings girls. When he brings their girls... He, he, it's like before he brings a, a girl to the church, it's his, his, his girl that he has brought that introduced that this is my girl. Within a short time, the relationship will end and the girl will remain in the church. When he brings a person, the, you see the person is in the, either in the choir, either in some ministry or something, they have integrated, then the relationship will break and then he will move on. All the girls have remained. <laughs> and people look at him and say, this guy, hey. But you see, he was with us. I said, he likes pictures. He was with us with the media guys. Up to today, they are there. Solid people. You can depend on them. Then you see people who are holier than thou. Who are saints. When they see women, they look aside. When they see bottles, they bow. But you cannot rely on them to tell them that, look, please sit behind the console and control my sound. No, they are not there. Yeah. You can't find them. 
They are on, you can't reach them weekdays. There are some people who are in the church for years. You won't see them weekdays ever. Yeah. They are not there. But when they are marrying, wherever you are, pastor, you have to come and do the engagement. When they are doing a ceremony, they, are, they know how to call you to come. Because they are your master. Some of you, that's how you are. We will never, there are some people you, you call them, invite them, they won't come. But when they want something to be done, they expect you to be there. And when you don't come, they are offended. They are offended. So proper seed so. Brother, sister. Be consistent. You see, the fact that you are gifted... It's nothing. No. The fact that you know you can lead prayer. I, we used to have a guy when we started the church. When he doesn't come early, I, I become confused because I've never led prayer in church. We, we used to go when the church is ending. You, you, you see, by the time you go to church, pastor is coming to preach, so you don't know what has happened. You don't know, you have never led prayer in the church. Now you have joined the church. Somebody has to lead prayer. Somebody has to lead praise and worship. I don't know how to lead praise and worship. Then the prayer person is not the A. What will happen? You have to learn to do it. You have to learn to do worship. Even if it doesn't work. One day I was leading prayer. Then the prayer was dragging because the praise and worship guy was not there. Then I lifted up a a song. Some girl was in the church. When I lifted up, she stood up. She looked at me. I didn't mind her. I just closed my eyes and I sang the song. <laughs> no. The people you are expecting to be faithful and they, they are not there. We had a guy. Keep, ah, ah. He plays the keyboard Nice. He will be explaining to you. Uh, sometimes when the choir is rehearsing, then he will, he will be explaining how they should. Reg- it's like there's something called transposition. So, hey, he's explaining some things, be that to help them. You know, we don't understand anything. But you see that this guy, he has. But look, sometimes the guy, one month you have not seen him. Yeah. You, you see, when, 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 when. You are not trusted. Eh? It's a case. And this thing that we call church, the person who is looking up to us is God. It's not me. It's God. If you understand it, it's God. And I've seen all these people. They are be- Today, if you go to the headquarters, you see different people. Hey, Bishop says that we have like five different sets of instrumentalists. Those who used to bluff, they can't even come and stand, stand anywhere. There's a time in a the season. There are people I've met who, who can sing. We had a guy present worship. He, his gift, some people have natural gifts. He has, I mean, anytime he's leading worship, we are happy in the church. But you, Charlie, he, he, he can break your heart. He, he's not there. Then other people who are leading. We used to have a keyboard. He was not good. Though. When we are playing keyboard, sometimes when they are singing or doing praise and worship, then they change the song. No, then you see that he put his ear like this. He lowers the keyboard and then he's trying to get the key. So 
sometimes before he gets the key, they have changed their song. <laughs> and we used to laugh. Today, that small, 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 he's one of the best keyboardists. It's like, and, and through him, many people have been trained. Yeah. That's faithfulness. I am not, I was not born a preacher. I don't like talking. I'm a very quiet person. I don't, I'm, I'm very shy. Or you don't think I'm shy. I'm very shy. <laughs> you don't believe that I'm shy. I don't like talking. Yeah, I don't like talking in public and everything's in my head. <laughs> yeah. But a pastor says, come and preach. Hey, because there are other people who are, when you are there, you say, this guy is smart. He understands things. I mean, there are people who are Christians before me when I joined the church. And sometimes when we meet and they are talking, we realize that, hey, some of us, we don't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. The way they talk, they, what they understand, explaining scriptures and things. Hey. Then pastor looks at me, says, come and preach. I thought he was joking. Because that's what I thought. I, I cannot be the one to come and preach. There are other people there. But because I was always around, he felt that there is something in me. And I remember my first preaching. It didn't work, but he didn't give up on me. Yeah. 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 Faithfulness develops you. You see, even cooking, eh? if you do it all the time, I'm telling you, you get super. Anything you are consistent at, you become better. But many of you despise service. This year, this is your seed. You must be consistent. When they say somebody is a servant, what the first characteristic of a servant is that he is consistent. And number two, he is humble. Humility means that you accept to be led. Because there are some people who are around, but you can't tell them what to do. Look, no, nobody here is a fool. And the sign that you're not a fool is that you know what you have to do. But what you have to do sometimes is not pleasing to the person you are supposed to submit to. So the wise heart yields that strong edge to do. You see, what Jesus said, he said, the servants have been in the field the whole day. Now if you have gone to work the whole day, you come. What do you do? You bath. And find something to eat. Ladies, is that not what you do? Then you come. Then a master who is supposed to be wise. Tells you that. Go and prepare something for me to eat. Then after you go and bath. And then you eat yourself. Say, ah, this man, he doesn't think correctly. You see, immediately your response is that. He's not thinking well. Humility takes away that, that, that comment. From a servant. You don't question authority. You accept to be led. Even though it appears foolish. You see Peter. Was an experienced fisherman. Jesus Christ. He, he learned carpentry. When they were growing up. Peter was on the seas. Jesus was in the uh, 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 wood house. Carpentry shop. Cutting wood. He had never. I don't know whether he sat on a boat. Or a canoe. To go fishing. It was Peter who was. A fisherman. 
and they knew by experience that we've catch fish in the night. Yeah. That's when they come up the sea. This is a, 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 a experienced fisherman from Ghana town. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's called Matthew, he's... Yeah. Matthew was a task collector, not a fisherman. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus comes to him after they had fished in the night and caught nothing. So in the morning, you don't fish in the morning. You come to the shore. Or if you are in deep sea, you don't you won't catch fish. You wait for another night. That's why sometimes they can go for weeks into the deep sea. Yeah. So in the morning they came, then Jesus came to him and said that. Charlie, he sat in the thing a few meters away from the shore. He said, Cast, he said ah, what? How? Brody. The fish, they don't, they are not around. Yeah. Because when you are experiencing, some of you, even your training, education, it makes you question pastors. Yeah. Yeah. Your little books that you have read. Little books that you have read. Yeah. <laughs> little certificates that are on the wall. Yeah. Little. It makes you question a lot of things that we say to you. Yeah. That's why when you see people who don't do anything, they also have a mind. There is a mind that speaks to people who are lazy. Or withdrawn. Yeah. And Peter humbled himself and cast the net in the morning. And he realized that, hey, hey, no, he had to call the other ships. That's why when Jesus resurrected and they were on the sea and they heard a voice that told them to do that. When he cast the nets and they caught the fish, then he remembered, he said, "Mm, it is the Lord. He remembered that this man, he did this thing some years back. Yeah. There are many things that sometimes don't make sense. Instructions. You know, when you are when you are with people who 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 maybe I mean even uh, you have a house help, you have a house boy. Many of them, eh, when sometimes when you tell them things to do, the reason why they don't do it is because they have a mind. They think that their mind or their opinion is better than yours, and, and yours is ineffective and not practical. And if you insist that I should do it your way, I would rather not do it because I don't want a problem. When a problem comes, you come and blame me. It's your own responsibility. Humility. A servant is characterized by humility. Some of us should be humble. You see me, I'm not a singing person. I'm telling you. When my pastor was forming a choir, I said, let's form a choir. I said, yeah, it's a good idea. I said, join. Start it. Start it. Oh, I started it. And, and the choir was good. I'm telling you. Yeah. God, God raised people who were faithful. Yeah. I used to conduct at them. I watched you remove. Oh, conductor. I'm in the spirit. <laughs> 
and then they want to fly. Say, come on now. <laughs> yeah. We're happy. And what kind of talent? Eh? No. Instructions are given to us. Sometimes it is to test you. Not to prove your strength, but to test you. Jesus calls us servants. And it is the people who served for a long time who he told, henceforth, ye are no more servants, but friends. You, you get up now. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. You don't know that Abraham who was called a friend there. He was a servant. Too. God called him and said leave your family. Some of you we, we can't tell you to leave your family. And come to church. Me I, 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 I left. I leave them and go to church. And I've never lost them. We are even more together now than it used to be before. Because it is God's word. He says, when you leave father, mother, uh, brothers, sisters, houses, whatever, and you come after me, you, 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 you gain, <laughs> you have more. Yeah. God has given me fathers in the church. When I was being consecrated, Bishop Eddie was out of town. He was, he had Come to Cape Verde. He was going to Cape Verde. You know what my father said? He said, ah, but where is your father? My biological father was asking me, where is my father? I didn't see him in the pictures. I said he had traveled. So I was telling Bishop Eddie that my father says that he didn't see you and me taking pictures. Then he said, we have to dress and take the pictures. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have to remind him that the picture taking is still pending. Yeah. It's a blessing. You don't lose anything. Yeah. Some of you, your father who gave birth to you, eh, eh, if he's the only person you listen to, I'm sorry. You won't even have a good marriage. Or your mother, if you follow your mother, her bitterness and her pain and the things that she has gone through, you won't get a good husband. Or you won't even be a good wife to a man. You have to listen. I listen to people. I listen to counsel. It made me better. Not that my father and my mother were failures. So, no. But you see, that's the blessing of God. When you serve him, he gives you, there's nothing like a handicap. Anything that you lack, he gives you. Counsel. The, the serving of God exposed me to things that would have, I used to always, I, I, I was not even ready to marry. I'm telling you, for many years. You can ask my mother. When they bring it up, it's like I, I, I put it under the water one time. So my younger brother married way before I married. I, I was happy in the house. <laughs> yeah, just moving around and being happy. But it's the counsel of Bishop. Marry early. I, had mar- I was late. <laughs> so it's like immediately your mind must start to work on, on something that maybe your father, because sometimes hey, what your father say your biological father say you don't even see and agree. So that you oppose a lot of things. But when you are serving God, it's like 
that voice comes and it's stronger and brings light and some of the things that you will not do you will see that you immediately you are, you are, you are beginning to do it nobody serves God and becomes a fool and becomes an outcast your life becomes better that's why I've seen people in the church who have been around for years you see that they are struggling but the thing that will bring a blessing consistency, humility and true service in their hearts to God is something that is difficult you can't talk to them they are so opinionated yet their opinions have not brought them a blessing they are full of themselves what they know has not lifted up their lives to any level they are still the same and some of them have even gone back retrogressed even to serve God or to even be in a church is out of this situation we should be careful as for God he doesn't joke with our uh, uh, his work and sometimes when you are supposed to do something you refuse to do it God replaces so fast as for your sins when you commit sins he is merciful Jesus taught us to forgive 70 times 7 do you know what it means to forgive 70 times 7 that's why sinners are still in the church but the people who put their hand to the plow and say, I want to be a chorister, I want to be a shepherd, and look back, they are not fit. They are not fit. It means that they are cut off. He was with people who wanted to follow him to go and serve. The one person said, I'm going to bury my whatever. I said, let the dead bury their dead. And when you are following me, you can't be coming here with these excuses. We are working. It's not about funeral, family funerals. Burial. Are you an undertaker? Do you work in a mortuary? You are fixated with things that don't give life. And you are following family. This, that. We are going here. We are doing this. We are eating here. We are partying here. We are doing Ask yourself, for the years that you have been in that family, what do you have as a spiritual blessing? Some of you don't ask yourself questions. When you say that, you don't think well. I'm not insulting you. I'm preaching to you. If you, if you are humble, eh, you will sit down and think about your life. Me, I sat down in my room, quiet. The Bible says that this book of the law shall not depart out of the mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. It means you should think about it day and night. Common thinking, many of us don't do it. If you think, you realize that, ask yourself, if the only person you are following is your father or your mother or your uncle or your friends around you and your brothers who, who don't laugh and have time for God and call themselves Christians or believers or whatever, if these are the people who will lead you, ask yourself, will you ever come into the favor of God? That's why I walked away from my friends. Because I sat down and I said, these people, eh? They have money. It looks like we are, we are okay with ourselves. Every, this one is working here. This one has done this. This one is doing this. But, you see, those things, in the next 10 years, where would they be? Who would they be? In the, in the face of God and on this earth, where would they stand? You see that for... The years ahead, they will still be chasing women. They will still be lying. They will still be doing 419. They will still be doing schemes. They are thinking only about money, criticizing everybody, despising women. It's like, where will these things take you? Families that gather. Anytime there is a gathering, they are sorting problems. And this one is this. And this one is this. They don't 
do any progressive thing. They only look for money or call people when somebody has died. This one should contribute. This one should do this. This one should do that. There is nothing like a meeting to think about the young people. What are you doing? What will, can we do to help you? There's nothing like that. I'm in a church. I find myself in a church where they ask you, brother, you are not married. Why? You are not working. Why are you not working? You didn't go to school. Do this. Do that. Sometimes you are in the home. Nobody will give you that advice. Yeah. You think that serving God... It's not, it's, we are not blind, though. Some of us are very intelligent. We, 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 this head that is there. I'm telling you. Just be sure. Preach it. Preach it. And then I see people... One day, we were talking to some guy. We went on outreach and they were talking to some guys. And I saw argument. We said, some people, you don't argue with them. Some guy who was drunk standing there. And there was a lawyer and an architect who were witnessing to him. Then he was telling them that he won't come to the church. If they come, they will collect his money. Yeah. You see, then, then you see their mind. I look at the guy and say, you people, you are arguing with this person. No. You, this, boy, this person that is calling you to church he can employ you he can pay, he, you can sit in the house he can pay you every month he will pay your rent and give you food every month, this boy who is calling you humbly to come to church and the thing that when we are in the church and we are doing God's work, we are useless people all we talk, talk about is money we want money from you, have you made money that we are collecting have you made money that we have come to collect that's, that's, you sit down for people to despise the church, despise us, despise the work, as if that's the only reason why we are here. And those, those who speak like that, they don't love you. They don't do anything to make you progress. There's no input from them into your life to make you advance. But they only teach you criticisms of people who have been sent by God into your life. That's pride. A servant is humble. You see, this world, listen, the gospel is preached to people who are like foolish people. Because he has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise through the preaching of the gospel. Yeah. That's That's why you see people who are proud. They, 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 they look at us, uh, lighthouse, uh, the, the bishop is lying and deceive uh, people to leave their jobs and, and come and uh, 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 serve uh, Christ for him to build. You see, that's Satan. Pride. When politicians draw doctors and lawyers from the wards and from courtrooms and from chambers into politics, nobody insults politi- politicians. But when people draw such characters or such professionals into the church, then the voices go up. Look at Moses. Moses was, was more enlightened and exposed than all Israel. In terms of upbringing, exposure. He was raised in the house of Pharaoh. He understood law. He learned things that Israelites didn't learn. And the best of it was that God used that person to lead Israel. Why did God not go for Korah? Yeah, Dayton and Abiram. Why didn't he go for those proud people? And the princes and the elders who existed, the tribal heads and the people who knew things. Why did God not choose any of them? But he made sure that this guy goes to school. This guy stands with elite people. He's, he knows how to dress. He knows how to stand. He's, he's, I mean, he's a goodly man. Yeah. And used him. 
look at Daniel. Even an unbeliever saw that this guy, he has an excellent spirit. And you think that the church is made up of those of us who are standing here. Some of us say, eh, one day I, I, I faced a certain woman. Eh, she brings her children to church and doesn't want to take them to the safe church. And the children will be, that's why I don't like children who sit in the, babies who cry in the church. Eh, I don't like the way they look after their children. They, they go like that, like that. Say, Sister, that safe church, the, the women who are there, there's a doctor who is in charge. There are lawyers. There are principals of schools, people who have gone to school, educated, enlightened, prosperous people who are looking after our children in the church. There is no nursery school or crash that can employ a doctor to teach crash. But you, they are in the church. And you think that because you despise God and you despise service, you don't, you don't think that these people qualify to handle your church. You go to the schools that you go and pay a lot of fees. Some of the teachers, they shouldn't touch children. They shouldn't teach. They don't have anything. The only thing is that they are hungry. They don't have any job. So they are brought there to come and wipe the bottles of the children. And change pampers. And you are proud to leave your child from morning to evening. And go and pick the child in your pride. And, and uh, how are you baby? Did you have a good day? Then for even 20 minutes, you can't leave your child in the church. The hands of a doctor. Of a doctor. Pride is in the heart of people who are supposed to serve God. So, you see, that's why when you are like that, you don't even have time for the things of God. You, don't, you despise the church. Yeah. We should change. All of you, you should be serious. When somebody comes to the church, you see a mother who has come to sit here with the child. Madam, bring your child downstairs. We are more intelligent and more responsible than the schools you leave your children with. Let's go and see how your children are left to pick food from the floor. Yeah. 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 You or you pay for it. You pay for it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's the time? We have ended. It's enough. It's enough. A seed of service to God. Kathy, have time for God. Hey! When I see the young girls, you are full. You see, look, me, look at me well. Everything that is called bad, I, I think I was some. It's just staying in church that stops me from going to places. One day, we, we, a, a, a sheep came to church and we took directions of where she lives. When we went to visit her, she was close by a guest house that I've gone before. Far away from airport to Danzuma. <laughs> When I went to her house, I said, oh, this is guest house. I've been here before. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I went to do there? I won't tell you. You want to know? Yeah. Now, now, I'm changed. God has used me to come to the same area to follow a sheep, not to eat a sheep. Yeah. Sometimes some people don't know. You see, you don't understand what it is to be serious with God and what you are saved from. 
Many of you guys who don't have time for God, you have time for the world. You are liars. You lie. You live deceitfully because you give your time to the wrong things. And sometimes it's also a reflection of laziness. You're sleeping in the house. You can't come to church. In, in, the, in the name of uh, uh, I'm busy. You are not busy. In your, your poverty is what has made you, your mind, rest-oriented. Yeah. The least opportunity you have, you want to rest. Be serious with God. I say be serious with God. Please, I've ended the message. Stand to your feet. It's enough. A servant is characterized by consistency, availability, and humility. Yeah. And the third one, final one, is service. True service. Finding something to do. Because, I mean, you, you, some of you are always around. You will listen, but there are people I have told them, join the choir. I have heard. Up to now, two years, they have not joined the choir. Join this ministry. They, are, they listen, they hear, but they will not do it. A servant follows instruction. When you are told to do this, you do it. You don't grumble. Sometimes you see, memory is not speaking in front of the person who gives instruction. It's standing back and saying, what are they saying we should do? That's how God despised Israel. Because of memory. Do all things without disputings and memories. Disputings is when you stand in front and say, I don't agree with this. But some of you, you never dispute what we say. A servant, some of you, you, are, you call yourself servants. You are around. You are consistent. You are uh, humble. You, you, when we speak, at least you listen to us. But to do the needful, uh, you may not dispute what we say, but you remember. And these things, we have been doing it for years. Nothing has happened. I mean, yeah. yeah. And you see, God, it is God who will despise you. It's not me. Tell you. Yeah. Lift up your hands and thank him. I don't know what your prayer is for tonight. But I am, I've been praying for myself. Lord, never let me change. Never, never. Many years ago, I prayed this prayer. I fasted and I laid myself down. I said, Lord, all I want is to be faithful and not to turn my back on the church and to turn my back on service. I want to remain with you, Lord. Yes, help us. Help us. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Help us this year for those of us who are lacking consistency Help us, Jesus, and humility to be faithful and the quality of service Holy and following Jesus. of instructions. Yes, Lord. We pray Help us. for grace. Help us. Help us, Lord. Yes, Lord. Show Help mercy. us. Show mercy. We thank you. Be merciful, Lord. We bless you. Be merciful. We give you glory. Yes, Touch our lives, Lord. Yes. Fill us with testimonies of service to you. Testimonies of service, not testimonies of you have given us this, you have given us this, you have given us visa, you have given these are shameful testimonies. Mm. Take us into a higher level of a relationship where we stand and look back and say, Thank you for using us. Mm. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for choosing us. We give you glory and we thank you mm. in the name of Jesus.
Amen. Every eye closed, every head down. If you are here tonight, you want to say, Pastor, I realize in my heart that I'm very far from the Lord. And this year, I want to be serious. I want to be committed. I want to be consistent. I want to be humble. And I want to be of service. Help us. You want to say, Pastor, help me. I want to give my life to Christ. To renew my commitment. And to walk in full trust of you. You want me to pray with you like that. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Lord. You want to say, Pastor, help me. I really need this in my heart. This year, I am determined to commit myself and to follow instructions and to serve you and to be consistent in all I do. Help me. Help us. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated.